Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Steeler Fan 7 podcast as we talk everything Steelers, NFL, and Pittsburgh related. I'm Bennett Tanuta, along with John Mayer, Anthony Sarge, and Joey Bova. And huge fan, huge news for the Steeler fans as Ben Roethlisberger's new deal has saved 15 million total against the cap. So, guys, what was your first reaction to this news? I was pumped, yo. The Steelers, they were in a rough cap situation with all these free agents they have. The Steelers have and you know, being this the pandemic lowering the cap from it was supposed to be around 200 to 180. So Ben's deal, it was huge with all these free agents. The Steelers are now around three million over the cap, which is good for 19th in the NFL according to OverTheCap.com. Um, this is huge. This is gonna help back. Juju was pumped about it. Obviously, he's a free agent. He wants to get paid, but at the same time, he wants to remain a Steeler. So this is huge news. Not only Juju too. We, this money could help bring back Cam Sutton. Gives us a ton Tyson of flexibility. Mm-hmm. Ton, a ton of flexibility. Let's just say Bud is willing to take a cheaper deal to stay in Pittsburgh mm-hmm. that the Steelers wouldn't be able to do before because the Steelers were so low. They were negative in cap space. So now the Steelers have a ton of, flex, of flexibility, and this is huge news. Ben really took a team-friendly deal. $5 million total pay cut from 19 to 14 in base salary. And $15 million total in savings, it's huge. Uh, yeah, I agree completely. I got his uh, salary up here. So he's going to make a uh, little over $1 million next year, and $13 million is converted to signing bonus. So that obviously, you know, saves the cap money. And, you know, with the flux of free agents that's the, that the Steelers have, I just feel like that's such a good move. And, you know, you know Ben was going to do it. Like, there was never any doubt. And um, this gives us – this opens up bringing back maybe Sutton. I mean, Hilton, it's up in the air right now. But – Sutton, I would love to see come back, especially with the money freed up. And then Juju as well. Like, he could maybe come back on a one-year deal, maybe like one-year $5 million or something like that. And, yeah. Yeah, we were – I agree with you guys, but we were talking about it earlier. I don't know if I like the whole $14 million for Ben. I know, like, Ben's our guy, and we all wanted him to come back. But at the same time, like, I feel like it's a little much because we could have freed up a little more space if we, you know, dropped it a little bit. Because then – it it sounds crazy, but Juju might have been more into, like maybe more enticed if you know, like you said, Sarge like a five mil one year deal. But yeah. if they dropped it to like ten mil for Ben, maybe it's like a one year, almost like ten mil for Juju, and then obviously it gets reconsidered. I the think I season. think he had to get the fourth because I think that was guaranteed money. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. I'm not I'm not too sure, but yeah. Yeah, and. At the same time, too, Ben is worth that fourteen million. Yeah. We're talking about quarterback salary mm-hmm. too, and you look that's at all these quarterbacks the getting season. paid. Yeah, yeah, that's your that's your QB one, mm-hmm. and you look at all these quarterbacks getting paid. Patrick Mahomes, like all of these QB deals, like QB deals are so much more like more money than like normal free agent deals. So right. you got to keep in mind one year, fourteen million for Ben Roethlisberger, a guy who had thirty three touchdowns, ten picks, the leader of this team. You can't beat it, yo. You, mm-hmm. you really can't beat it. Yeah, Ben Roethlisberger stated, it is my greatest honor to be a Pittsburgh Steeler and give my all for this organization. So I think that's really meaningful for you know, for him to say that. And uh, then what was Colbert's quote on that? Uh, Colbert said, uh, we are excited. We were able to come to an agreement with Ben Roethlisberger on a new contract for him and return to the Steelers in 2021. Um he also stated, we know that Ben can still play at the high, the high level and do special things for this team. Our goal is to, our goal is to remain the same, to put together a roster that will that will complete for another ch- compete for another championship. I'm, I'm sorry. 
Um, yeah, so, you know, obviously, I think everyone's all in with Ben, and, you know, it truly does seem that way. Even Juju was excited about yep. it. As yeah, he, he's fired up on my NFL as he, he commented, let's go, and now let's talk. Yeah. So, uh, with that in mind, moving on to free agency, a lot of things have been going on. Um, J.J. Watt signing with the Cardinals. What were you guys' reaction to that? I was shocked. It was it was nuts. No one would have th- he JJ mm-hmm. Watt swerved everybody, mm-hmm. the media, the fans, everyone. Everyone was saying his final three destinations were Green Bay, Cleveland, and Buffalo. 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 Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and then Pittsburgh too was Maybe, always in the mix yeah. because of TJ and Derek. But mm-hmm. our cab situation now it looks a lot better. But a couple days, even yesterday before Ben's deal, it was a mess. Yeah. So see, we, I was I yeah. was shocked when I first heard about it, but then it took me five minutes to realize. Who's in uh, Arizona? DeAndre yeah. Hopkins. Yeah. 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 You have to think, like, between them playing for so long, like, they have a grudge against Bill O'Brien, and I think they want to prove they can win a title together. Yeah, I got, I was I was shocked. I saw a video on Instagram. I, I sent it to Ben, I believe, and he was talking about how he's been working out on all these different teams' uh, shirts and whatnot, like, yeah. you know, yeah. stirring, got, like, stirring the pot with ordered, the media. Yeah. And yeah. The, the way he did that was uh, a friend of his would buy the shirts – and if people like the FedEx or Amazon or whoever would see that and going they know that it's going Walt, to JJ, yeah. they're like, oh, he's going to Buffalo because he's yeah. ordering a Buffalo shirt or something like that. Mm-hmm. So they had he, he had a friend Went order them for him house, yeah. and then he took them over, which I thought was clever. But like you guys are saying, D-Hop, like that's that's huge. And I know he's going to be like a key part of their defense because – And it's not like the Cardinals had a bad defense. Yeah, I didn't think JJ the Cardinals yeah. defense was like that bad. Buda Baker, uh, Chandler Jones, Chandler Jones which, yeah. yeah, they're the number one and two sack guys. Chandler Jones. Isaiah Simmons, too. Yeah. Yeah. He's so versatile. And um, who else do you got? I mean, Hassan Pat Jordan Hicks, yeah. Or Reddick's a free agent, I want to say. Oh, really? But, yeah. With their impact, with his impact, do you guys think they have a chance to win the division? 100%. That's such a competitive division that that's the yeah. thing. But I still think they can because, I mean, J.J. and Chandler Jones potentially both rushing off the edge. Mm-hmm. J.J.'s got that vet mindset. That it's, like I mean Larry has that, but that's for the offense. But yeah. Chandler and JJ both in the locker room, you know, yep. like hyping up the defense. Like I feel like they could definitely make a good run. I think if the offense can, you know, produce, I think they have a good chance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let me also say this. JJ Watt not signing with the Steelers could actually turn up being a good thing because we have Cam Hayward, one of the best defensive linemen Tewitt. in football. Stefan Tuitt, one of the most underrated players I want to say in the NFL. Eleven sacks. Yep. So underrated. I don't know how and he, he stayed healthy for the whole yeah. year. Thank I don't yeah. know yeah. how he didn't make the Pro Bowl. Mm-hmm. I don't know how he wasn't an All Pro. But we have Cam and Tuitt, two of the best D linemen in the league. Like the Steelers have a lot of holes. We got to fix a league worst rushing attack. We got to fix an aging old line. And it's best to allocate the money elsewhere than mm-hmm. strength. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Completely. I don't even think JJ would have been like a good fit for the Steelers. Honestly, like you would have had to shift guys. Around exactly. Like yeah. it would have been nice to see it because of the whole like TJ and Derek thing. But at the mm-hmm. same yeah. time, like. That just like would not have worked yeah. whatsoever. Yeah, and it, I mean, it like, left so many more problems. Yeah, exactly. Honestly. I feel like that just would have been such a bad idea. And like, I mean, yeah, JJ Watt to the Steelers yeah. would have been crazy. Like, you're not solving a problem whenever you're bringing in and what is he, 33 or something He's like that? He's 31. I think. Yeah. yeah, but still, like an older D lineman when there's so many other holes, and yeah. we yeah. already have elite, you know, D lineman. Yeah, one of the best D's in the league already. Um, there's been also multiple other free agency, you know, former. Well, not former Steelers yet, but James Conner tweeted out Godspeed, and he also retweeted Jarvis Landry's post. If one door closes, that means a bigger ones are about to open. Yeah. Um, 
So it looks like JC is expecting the worst right now. It, I mean, it's a shame to see him go because obviously it's a great story. I mean, yeah. you know, from I don't know where he went to school. I think Erie. Outside and of Erie, going, yeah. going to yeah. Pitt and you know, cancer, tearing his ACL, getting drafted by the Steelers, having that good year when Bell was out. But I mean, it's just unfortunate because injuries I think plagued him, and I think honestly a lot of that had to do with the chemo because like yeah. that messes up your body and. It seems I mean, like when you think about running back, yeah, now. that's the yeah. most, you know, physically demanding position. One of, I mean, I mean, I've seen him since college. I mean, I've been going to pit games for years, and you know, he's just been a di- one of those guys that just was so passionate and yeah. like his impact was huge. And yep. I mean, I can say that you know I'm always gonna be a big fan of him, but like I can see like kind of on the field like how it seems like he's kind of changed a little bit. Yeah, it doesn't seem like he's really that passionate anymore. But he still has that passionate and that I don't drive. Know about, I don't know about passionate, but I, I just say – honestly, I don't know what I'd say, but you saw the offense was yeah. last year. Like I mean, was, it was just – He didn't have a chance to really succeed. Yeah. And it seemed way, like everything was against him too. Yeah. yeah. I mean – Again, I love James Conner, the person, but at the end of the day, the Steelers have to just completely tear the running game. They have to mm-hmm. tear it down. And it running back's so the most bad. replaceable position yeah. in football. Yeah. So. The Steelers' running game last year, they just have to tear it down. They mm-hmm. have to – They ha- the Steelers – they got to rebuild the old line. They got to get a new feature back in there. I love James Conner. I'd love to see him as a backup. But signing Conner back, it would just be giving in to the status quo at running back. Mm-hmm. And the Steelers just have to move on. I love Conner the person. The but at thing the end is, of the day, you know. I just can't you know? see, I mean, unless we get it back this year, which I think we will, I can't see Benny 100%. Snell being that number Benny one Benny Snell guy. will not be the lead no. back. He's not going to be the lead sure back, but I think he can be an elite short yardage and yeah, goal line yeah, guy, like honestly. Yeah, same thing with McFarlane, too. He mm-hmm. didn't really get a lot of opportunities last year. I'm ex- I'm expecting more from him with Canada as the yep, OC. for sure. So the Steelers are going to get a feature back in the draft. That's what they're gonna. That's where they're gonna get their Williams next running back. Williams out of North Carolina. Javante Williams. Williams I think yeah, Javante Williams, yeah. Michael Carter, Najee Harris, Travis Etienne. One of those yep. guys. One of those running backs is gonna be a Pittsburgh. And Steelers. one of those guys is gonna be available in the second round too. Because look yeah. at the Rams last year. They got Cam Akers at fifty. I want to say, and you saw how good he was. So. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, all the Najee Harris draft them round one. Like I, I get it to a degree, yeah. but I think O lineman is the absolute priority, preferably a tackle. Yeah. Um. Also in uh, social media. Zach Banner tweeted, locking it down on social media until my new contract is signed. Stay tuned. Um, Juju replied to that, wish I can get one. Uh, another, you know, comment that he's made in the past few weeks. Um, do you think Juju's going to see that contract now? That well, the Ben? Yeah. Well, that comment was before Ben's new deal. Yeah. Yeah, and right. the Steelers cap situation, it was up in the air. Mm-hmm. And Banner, it looks like he's 100% lock, but for Juju, now it's up in the air. Mm-hmm. Now the Steelers have extra money after Ben's deal, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. Also, in Twitter, uh, Mike Hilton t- tweeted 16 days. Sadly, because that's the one guy yeah. I really, yeah, really want. I back. really hope Mike Hilton doesn't leave. Yeah. And then J- he also retweeted Jarvis Landry's tweet, and James Conner you know, responded. It's already written, and yeah. Hilton on the tw- walls, retweeted yeah. that. Yeah. So... Yeah, Mike Hilton. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see what they do, but I think it'd be a bad decision to see if he goes. With that in mind, do you think Hilton or Sutton, who's a bigger priority? Sutton, I think, for sure. Sutton, because yeah. He also has slot uh, flexibility. Because like, like, uh, all of our corners were down at one point last year, and Sutton played wherever the guy was out. He can play on the boundary. He can play in the slot. Like I think, and I'm not sure how old he is. I think 26, 27 maybe, but. Yeah, I think he's the guy to bring back over Hilton, mm-hmm. who's just uh, specifically a slot guy. Again, 
again, it's Sutton. At the end of the day, Mike Hilton, he can only, like, play inside. He, yeah. We saw him outside. Like, we saw him covering Landry in, like, the playoff game. Yeah. It really didn't go well. Like, Hilton is, like, too small to be, like, on the, on the outside like that. Mm-hmm. But in the Steelers And that was because of Joe Hayden being on that mm-hmm. game, yeah. too. Yeah. They're both the same age. They're both 26. Hilton both 26. and Sutton. Oh, yeah. okay. So, Hutt, I think Sutton is definitely the bigger priority because, again, that flexibility inside, outside. You can put him wherever. And at the end of the day as well, the Steelers, they just, they're not good at drafting corners. Yeah. I mean, Sutton's good. the best one they drafted since Ike yeah. Taylor, maybe. Like, yeah. yeah. And yeah. to let Sutton go, like this, and Joe Hayden is getting up there in age as well. Mm-hmm. He, Joe Hayden, and I, I think one more year out of him. Yeah. Probably. This yeah. is the last year of his deal, and he's 32. Mm-hmm. So what are we gonna do when Hill, uh, Joe Hayden leaves? Yeah. Mm-hmm. A Nelson restructure, and then we got to who's gonna fill that other spot? It's Nelson's last year of his deal too. Mm-hmm. So after this year, we need a young guy to take yeah. over. Or Nelson could possibly leave in free agency. Who knows? I'm hoping they extend him. I really hope they extend Steven Nelson. And hopefully they sign back Sutton to a long-term deal. And there you go. That's your long-term bookend on the for your corners, Sutton, hate, uh, Nelson. Yeah, because there's just so much more versatility. And in terms of bringing guys back, because you're thinking two, three years down the line, Sutton's definitely the guy. Yeah. yeah. Um. Also, you know, it's been seen – I don't know if you guys agree with this, but has Ben Roth Ben has Ben Roethlisberger have been mistreated in the media lately? Without a doubt, yeah, uh, 100%. It, it's it's honestly the story of his whole career. I mean, yeah. I feel like NFL Network, he's getting slandered. Fox Sports, he's. I mean, the only guy I can think in the national sports media that really is behind Big Ben is Stephen A. Smith because he's yeah. a big Steelers fan. But um, I mean, it's just been slander his whole career. Think of uh, Peyton Manning after the Broncos won the Super Bowl in twenty fifteen. Uh, his stats that he he threw nine touchdowns and seventeen picks and was Peyton Manning getting like was he getting shredded by the media the way Ben was after a thirty three to ten season off of a throwing arm elbow surgery no which I'm not comparing the two but I'm comparing the cherry picking in the media if you know what I'm saying yeah and Colin Coward his comments on Ben Roethlisberger he put something out Big Ben is the anti Tom Brady and then he's going in on Ben's off season regimen like the last off season we saw Ben like. After his injury, Ben put in work. He showed up to camp in shape. He was ready to go. Ben was work. Ben has been working. He, he's been working. He's been working in the off season. And for Coward to say that it's baseless, it's false, and it's just plain stupid. Are yeah. you there with Big Ben working out with him? Mm-hmm. Are you? No, he's not. He's just going off. He's going off narratives yep. that. The media puts out, and he is putting no. There's no base to it. It's always it's just, just ridiculous. No love for the yeah. Steelers because mm-hmm. of you know obviously one of the greatest organizations in sports, and you know they're gonna get flack for the littlest things, and you know, I mean all the Ben stuff. It, it's just it's yeah. unbelievable. And another thing, like I saw an article in Bleacher Report, and they were saying Big Ben struggled, and they the only thing they put that was bad was his yards per attempt. And we were talking about this last episode. The reason why his yards per attempt were so. It was down. I believe it's 24th in the NFL. Yeah. But the reason for that is the scheme of the offense. It was mm-hmm. Randy Fickner. The Steelers had no running game. And Ben, like, what do you – like, and plus, for the yards per attempt, too, the O-line was old. They didn't give – they didn't give Ben enough time. Yeah. Once you give Ben time – Your like, left tackle's getting killed. Villanueva. Yeah. yeah. Villanueva's getting killed time and time again. Mm-hmm. Once the O-line gave Ben time, Ben was launching the ball. He yep. threw some nice deep balls this year to Deontay, to Claypool. Claypool yeah. He had some nice throws this year. Mm-hmm. He was making the throws he usually made. The thing was, the O-line really didn't give him enough time to make the throws. It wasn't the same great O-line he's had in the past. You know what I mean? Definitely. Yeah. 
How about we take a look at some of uh, Ben Roethlisberger's highlights this past season? Um, first again in Denver earlier in the season here. This is the bomb to Claypool. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's just yeah. a perfect ball. Yeah, down the this is right this there. is like yeah. one of the first times that we, you know, it's obvious. Again, perfect throw. To Ebron, Ebron. yeah. Yeah, perfect throw. Claypool up the sideline, just can't be thrown any better. Yep. Can you go back to the one of Deontay, Deont- the one he throws at Deontay Johnson against Denver when he moves out of the pocket and everything? Yeah. Honestly, I thought he was yeah. going to run this when I was watching. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I mean, me too, but I think this just really That's shows ben the right – On the know, run, launches it. Does that look like a QB that's arms dead and he can't move out of the pocket? Not at all. No. Yeah. Nah. No. So that's a perfect example to show that he still has it. I feel like you know we've always mentioned how it it's been the offensive play calls and everything. And th- this was one of his best throws of the year. When you see the right window the this ball gets put in, perfect. It's- yeah. Could we go a little bit later in the season too? Because another thing is Big Ben. That people were saying that he wore down down the stretch, which is true. He didn't. He wasn't as good as he was. Yeah. So when you're again, throwing the ball sixty when, times a game, you yeah. Know, I mean, yeah. You, naturally, you, he's he plays. You know, anybody would do bad. Yeah. If you keep if you every play you're gonna throw the football, and then the defense knows you're gonna throw the football. You have no run game mm-hmm. to even catch him off guard or anything. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. like. Oh yeah, this was a great ball right here. I thought the Ante could have scored on this, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Me and Ben were at this game. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. One. It's truly, I mean, everything Again, this that. This is one of my favorite throws right mm-hmm. here, right to Claypool. Perfect ball. Yep. Perfect ball. Mm-hmm. Like, come on. So earlier in February. Um, Again, moving out of the pocket. Stepping up. Making, perfect yep. throw. Earlier in February, um, NFL released their top rankings of the 59 starting quarterbacks for the 2020 season. And we can see Ben Roethlisberger listed at number 20. How do you guys feel about that ranking after we, you know, just took a glimpse of it? Absolutely ludicrous because it's – I have some stats up here and then I'll get into more in depth. But he has – Ben last year had a lower interception percentage than Matt Ryan, Josh Allen – uh, Justin Herbert, Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray, Philip Rivers, and Kirk Cousins. All of those are guys that I think were higher than him on the list. Mm-hmm. And it, it's just – Yeah, Kirk Cousins is yeah. up there. <clears throat> it's complete blasphemy. Even Joe Burrow is at 18, and he didn't Which even play. Which that's ridiculous after six, seven games. I Half think. the season. Which yeah. Burrow is going to be good, but you can't put him there. Oh, we're getting a phone call here. <laughs> <laughs> Steven Nelson Ca- calling callers. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna get callers here soon too. Yeah, yeah. We're yeah. looking. So stay tuned for that one. Um, yeah, but even Baker Mayfield is at eleven on this list. I mean, Baker saw, but I can't really agree with him being a fringe top ten QB yeah. at this point. Yeah, and people are gonna say, "Oh, Baker beat Ben in the playoff game." Let's run these stats. Baker, Baker versus Big Ben. First off, they get spotted seven points. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Big Baker played two more games than Big Ben. Ben didn't play in that Week 17 game, and Baker also played a playoff game. So these these are 18 total games for Baker and only 16 for Ben. So Baker in 18 games had a lower completion percentage than Ben, 66 for Ben, 62 for Baker, and then 4,300 yards for Ben, only 4,000 for Baker, and then 37 pass touchdowns for Ben, 
30 for Baker. And then Ben only threw five more picks than Baker did in two more games. And, yeah, I, don't, I really don't know how. I don't know how Ben's 20. When you look at all those guys, Burrow, Dak, I think, was up there. He didn't finish yep. the season. Yeah. How are you going to have Dak up there, too? Drew Brees, another guy. Like, everyone says his, his arm is dead. I didn't see people throwing in yards per attempt for mm-hmm. Brees yeah. when his arm was dead. Exactly. Like, that's just the media cherry-picking things again. That's like, the argument for Ben, basically. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> so, again, the media will do anything to drag down Big Ben and make him look worse than he really that's is. It's just all about the narrative of what teams they want to, you know, pump up and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's... We've seen it a lot um, for years now. I mean, I've always seen the talk about Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, so, let's move on to the next topic here. Uh, this is the final year of Mike Tomlin's contract. Does he deserve a new deal if the team falls short this season? I um, think so. Yeah. I Go mean, ahead. what he Mike Tomlin, like you guys were saying earlier, is very, like, defensive coach vibes. Mm-hmm. But, like – He's still been, you know, he called work- most of the plays for the playoff game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And Mike Tomlin, I think, still has like, I, I think he'll end his career probably, maybe in the next five years. Yeah, that's what I'd have to say. Yeah, around no that. more than five. Mm-hmm. But like, I don't know. Some of the play calls that I that I was watching during the playoff game, I didn't particularly like. Um, but still, Mike Tomlin led us to a Super Bowl. Yeah, along with Ben, obviously, and everyone else. But still, I think. I don't think Mike Tomlin's going to leave anytime soon. I mean, I'm sure he'll be here for a while. The thing is, too, like, yeah, his resume is impressive and all, but, I mean, it's a what-have-you-done-for-me-lately league. And in the past 10 years, the Steelers with three playoff wins and all the talent they've had, that's just not enough in my mind. Listen, if the team falters in Big Ben's – it's his likely last year. If this team falters and – listen, does Tomlin deserve a new deal if the team falters? No. But will he get one? A hundred percent. Yeah. Because, so, I mean, the Sewers are a loyalty organization, and, you know, yeah. the Roonies and Tomlin, they're tied at the hip, so Three he'll get that new deal. Three Chuck yeah. Noll. Chuck mm-hmm. Noll, Bill Cowher, Mike yeah. Tomlin. Yep. So he's likely to get a new deal. But And, again, Tomlin, I'm, I'm mixed on it. Tomlin is a great players coach. He's the yeah. Everyone loves him in the locker room. Mm-hmm. The players love him. And when the pressure's on, like in 2019 when Ben went down, no, everyone was expecting the Steelers to go 4-12, and 12, have a high draft pick. And they were getting flacked for the trade for Minka, which yeah. everyone thought that's going to be a top 5, top 10 pick. And, you know, Minka turned the defense around, and that team was very – that was a fun team to watch because of how yeah. Yeah. just competitive they were without a starting caliber quarterback. Mm-hmm. That, that season was really – it was just nerve-wracking. Every game seemed like it was a close game. You were waiting for the defense to get mm-hmm. a turnover. And, well, like, yeah, you're really relying on that defense to get a stop rather than the offense, mm-hmm. you know, coming back. Um, I've heard this comment multiple times. I don't really agree with it. I want to see what you guys think about it, that Mike Tomlin only made it to the Super Bowl and won that Super Bowl because it was Coward's team. Uh, I mean, that's right and wrong because, like, Coward did draft most of the players mm-hmm. on that team and signed guys and whatnot. But, I mean, you got to think because Tomlin came in in 2007 and, you know, he – Think about that first training camp, and you know you're you're going you're building chemistry, building uh, camaraderie with, you know your group. And Cowher couldn't do that in 2006. That's why he got replaced. Um, that was pretty much the same team that uh, won the Super Bowl in 05, and they I think they went eight and eight. But I mean, I I'm split on that one, honestly. Mm-hmm. Again, yes and no. It was those were Cowher's players. 
but it was Tomlin's game plan. But it was yeah. Tomlin's yeah. game plan. Tomlin was in there constructing game plans. He was with the team, so and you had guys su- like Bruce Arians on that staff too. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so Dick that Lebeau, yeah, you know. that team, that was Tomlin's team, even though it was Cowboys players. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. even past and Tomlin has Tomlin and Colbert have constructed so many talented rosters. Mm-hmm. That 2017 team, even though they didn't win a playoff game. That was Tomlin's team. All the talent on that team, Tomlin and Colbert drafted, not Bill Cowher. So Tomlin can construct Tomlin and Colbert. They can construct championship rosters, but at the end of the day, they just they just can't get it done. You know? Yeah, I kind of agree with you on that, John. The the way that Tomlin came in his first year and really just turned like not turned everything around, but really like took reign and made it his point to like I'm the coach now and I'm here to like get us to another Super Bowl really like made it seem like yeah he's the real deal like i'm i'm here for it mm-hmm. but just the fact that like you guys are saying that cower did draft everyone but like tomlin you know really took over and made it seem like all right well let's let's do it yeah i, yeah. I really i was like okay let's, yeah let's do it because i feel like cower kind of got uh I th- he was probably thinking about retiring after that first super bowl but in 2006 like he was he was comfortable and then you had ben getting in the motorcycle crash of that yeah I mean, that season was just a disaster waiting yeah. to happen. And, I mean, the only notable guy I can think on the 08 Super Bowl team that Tomlin drafted was Lawrence Timmons, I want to say. Cool. Maybe Lawrence Woodley, Timmons. too. Yeah. yeah. Another note about that 06 season, it was kind of a down season. Yeah. But one good thing that came out of that season, knocking Cincy out of the yeah, playoffs. San Antonio that San Antonio to Ben, yep. yeah, mm-hmm. that was awesome. Yep. So that was one highlight of that season. Yeah, um... Wish I could really remember those seasons, to be hey, honest. Hey, man, you got YouTube and Twitter. A lot know. of the good old days there. Um, you know, leading up to that Super Bowl with Tomlin's, you know, Tomlin's first Super Bowl, uh, could you guys, you know, go back in time? What Did you guys remember winning that Super Bowl? I remember my dad, like, picking me up in the living room. He was like, son, we just won the Super Bowl. I was like, you know, I'll remember yeah. that for the rest of my life. Yeah. That was really cool. But I, I don't really remember, like, watching – like, I remember watching the games and whatnot, but not, like, in-depth compared yeah. to now. I just know. remember we were sitting uh, in elementary school, and they were playing, like, Here We Go Steelers yeah. over yeah. the, yeah. the announcements. Yeah. And I was I remember sitting in the cafeteria with all my friends, and we were all like, all right, the Steelers are in the Super mm-hmm. Bowl. That's, like, sick. Like, that's really cool. You're expecting yeah. it, like, every yeah. other year. I'm yeah, like, literally. Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking it's going to be, like, a regular thing. Like, exactly. Yeah. I was you like, always... I didn't realize they, they like, celebrated it this mm-hmm. much. I'm yeah. like... 11 and i'm like yeah. what's going on this yeah. is so exciting i like, love this. it seemed like every year there was like a steeler day right? yeah honestly yeah, yeah. like Teachers everyone wearing, uh ben roethlisberger troy paul molliger yeah, yeah. You know. that's classic i yeah. wish i lived in pittsburgh for that man i lived in oh. new york so the hype wasn't as as much so like what was yeah. the hype like like in new was york there... If there really you got wasn't to see like, two good the... giant seasons yeah. though. Yeah, yeah i did yeah. for the giants it was crazy so like people, Especially knocking yeah. off Brady twice, I too. was in Brooklyn for the Giants Super Bowl, and, like, mm-hmm. for the hype for that, it was crazy. I remember running outside with my cousins. We were making noise. It was it was yeah. nuts. Banging pots and pans. Yeah, yeah. but <laughs> for the Steelers Bro. Super Bowl, I do remember that. I remember that was really my first year getting into football, yeah. and I fell in love with the Steelers, really, because of that team, because mm-hmm. of that year. Mm-hmm. I remember. That's the, definitely my first vivid football memory yeah. right there. So I do remember that Super Bowl vividly. I was ex- – I remember, like, you know how they have, oh, shop – for the new Super Bowl champions. Yeah, I remember that commercial. Yeah, yeah, I remember yeah. I remember it vividly. I remember the San Antonio um, Holmes catch. I remember losing yeah, my mind. Yeah, the San Antonio mm-hmm. Holmes catch is really, like, what sold it for me. I saw that. I was like, holy crap. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. crazy. I mean, the more and more I've watched that clip, 
of that catch. It just makes me think like, wow, like it's that's, like surreal. Yeah. Like yeah. that the catch was like the throw, the, throw, throw. the catch, like to seal the game. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, it was amazing. The throw in between three defenders. Yeah. I, I feel like Ben. I don't feel like Ben's throw gets enough credit. I feel like we always talk about the catch. Yeah. we yeah. never talk about which the, the throw. catch is amazing. But even to throw that, looking at three DBs and just putting the perfect ball out there is. We don't talk about that yeah. enough. It's we a have, testament to Ben. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Um. And then that Super Bowl was just crazy because then, like, right before halftime, you got the James Harrison pick six, mm-hmm. like, 100 And then yards. Larry Fitzgerald, you know, oh, he Larry was going crazy, too. Larry yeah. Out. Yeah. That Super Bowl, all one of, like, you know, I, like, remember that Super Bowl so much because, like, I just go back and watch it because yeah. it's just one of the, you know, greatest Super Bowls ever. And then the, the first, like, time I was knowledgeable enough to, like, understand what was going on, I see the Steelers getting smoked by the Packers in the yeah. Super Bowl. Yeah. Which was, that was yeah, bad. I can remember shame. that one, like, yesterday. That, I didn't go to school the next day. I was just a mess. Yeah. I was just, like, <laughs> I had to stay home. I, I had sparkling wine in my fridge, and I was, like, I was, like, crying. Open <laughs> that's why, like, that's why I want, like, I'm, like, so upset that we don't ever go to the Super Bowl again. Because, like, now that we're old enough and we can, like, we appreciate yeah, we the sport. Yeah. We appreciate, like, the players. And that you were, you were saying that you were, like, going out and banging pots and pans. Yeah. Like, I can't imagine, like, how we would react like, if the Steelers oh. are, mm-hmm. like, the I mean not the Pirates but like the Steelers and the Penguins won another championship like now that we're old enough to appreciate the sport and like appreciate what they do is like crazy to think of whenever we were in elementary school yeah, yeah. yeah. another thing is I remember that 08 team it was so talented I oh was like oh we're gonna get another one field. for sure yeah. that yeah. defense Big Ben I was I didn't mm. really appreciate it I didn't appreciate it at all oh, and you couldn't at such yeah. a young age though, you know 100% yeah I mean I think um you know, if we went to a Super Bowl now, I'd definitely go buy a ticket and try to go. I don't know if I'd buy a ticket. My cousin actually snuck into the Super Bowl in Dallas. Fun what? story. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, my cousin and his buddies snuck into the uh, Green Bay Super Bowl. They missed the first quarter, but, like, security left or something. And, yeah, they snuck in and had good seats for the Super Bowl. So That's kind of nice. Yeah. Wow. Imagine if it was Super Bowl here. Oh, oh my gosh. I mean, I feel like that even if it wasn't I don't think Steelers, they would just because it's, like, cold here. It's such a small venue, too. When yeah, you look true. at, like, the Tampa Bays, you know, where they're hosting yeah. the Super yeah. Bowl. The Super Bowl is more like the Olympics and, like, the event, like, itself. It has the to be up. in a large city. Yeah. You got to you gotta hold Hotels, the media. You got to hold everything. the fans. Yeah. You got to hold all these people. And Pittsburgh is just too small of a city for, like, mm-hmm. all these people. But it would be yeah. a great city to have a Super Bowl. I mean, like, even, awesome. like, an all-star oh, yeah. game, though. Something like that or, like, a Pro Bowl. We don't ever, we don't ever get to see something like that here. It's always just, like regular season and playoffs Mm -hmm. and we i mean like obviously they did the play or not the playoffs the pro bowl and whatnot in hawaii for the longest time and now they're doing it in other venues that's when the pro bowl is actually watchable yeah exactly but like seeing it in like different places would be like interesting and like being able to see like uh the skills competition or whatever for Mm -hmm. the nfl literally at heinz field like you can't tell me that would be like exciting yeah or like like, imagine uh, the throws Mahomes could make exactly. in that challenge, you know what I mean? Like, uh, literally, we don't ever get to see, like, yeah. stuff, all of these big stars in one place, and imagine exactly. seeing it literally across the street. When from I was like, younger, I used to think, like, they'd just, you know, go to different, like, Super Bowl venues, mm-hmm. like, back in the day, but, like, obviously they don't do that. It's either Dallas, Tampa, Florida. somewhere in Florida, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, or, like, an indoor stadium. Then they were somewhere. in New York a couple years ago, yeah. like, and it was, like, it was, Which one, it was cold. What, what I remember that. Was that? 
That was Super Bowl 48 with Peyton oh, versus oh, Seahawks. Yeah, I had, right. They had, like, Super Bowl access stuff, and it was really cool. Like, there was players there. I was just mm-hmm. walking New York City with my mom and my brother. It was it was pretty cool, like, being at Super Bowl access and yeah. seeing all these players. That, that was a rough time for me because, you know, huge Peyton Manning fan, and then, oh, that game was a nightmare to watch. Because, uh, like, yeah. at that time, you thought the Seahawks were going to be, like, the next dynasty, and they had so many, like, bandwagons at that point. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. my the bandwagons in school, man, yeah. it was oh. bad. It was bad. They're just so hateable, like, with the neon and... Uh, yeah, I know. I couldn't like stand them yeah. back in the day. Like, I still don't really, like, like them just because of that. Like, I can never, like, just root for them. I can appreciate Pete Carroll, though. Like, Pete Carroll's, like, good. Like, I mean, the, he's way, good, the way he works the team but back is, like, kind of crazy. Back in the day when he was at USC and stuff, like... He had so much talent. Yeah. yeah. To be honest, Pete... I don't... I think it's more Russell Wilson and that defense. Pete Carroll... It comes on the O-line a yeah, lot, too. Yeah, O-line, too. Yeah. Pete Carroll, he before Russell Wilson got there, he had some rough seasons. Tavares Jackson. Yeah, he had some peace. rough yeah. seasons. So I really think it's more Russell Wilson and then and that defense. Yeah. Um. So let's move on to our our uh, ending topic. Um. All time greats. But first, let's start off with all time greatest Steeler running backs in their history. Um. So John, you want to go first? Yeah, so my top five running backs in Steelers history. Number one, you got the bust, Jerome Bettis, the legend. Then number two, Franco Harris, immaculate reception, another legend, four-time champ. Three, Le'Veon Bell, two-time All-Pro. Then number four, Fast Willie Parker, two-time Super Bowl champ. And then number five, the uh, the vet, Rocky Blyer. Okay, I like it. Um, We got a similar list. Obviously, I got the bust one, but, I mean, I can respect putting Frank. I was debating between – but uh, I think Bettis was the more dominant running back. But And then Franco, two. Uh, Fast Willie Parker, three. Big Super Bowl run. I got Lev Bell at four. And then Barry Foster. And my honorable mentions are Rocky Blyer and Merrill Hodge. Mine's like pretty it. similar to John's. I just have – I have Jerome Bettis and Franco Harris switch. So I got Harris at one. Bettis yeah. at two. I got Lev at That three. was like a five-minute debate for me. Like, yeah. two to, you know. I, I mean, I, I thought about it. But then I was like, I don't know. I just think – Franco Harris has got to be number one. Yeah. But then I got I got Lev at three, Willie Parker at four, and I got Rocky Blyer at five. Yeah. Um. I got Franco Harris at one, Jerome Bettis at two, Willie Parker at three, Le'Veon Bell at four, and Rocky Blyer at five. Yeah. Pretty good list. I mean, those are definitely the top five. Yeah. Um. You know, we all pretty much have like you know yeah. some of the best running backs ever. Um. It's crazy because, like, Jerome Bettis was, like, a you know, he was a big guy. Mm-hmm. Boss. Uh, yeah, yep. the boss. I mean. He's he probably was... behind Earl Campbell for the Oilers. I think he's the second-best power back ever, mm-hmm. probably. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, Mike Allstott and those guys. And then, um, was Franco Harris, like, a power back? Like, uh, I mean, much, everyone though, in the yeah. second. Everyone yeah, back yeah, then was a power like, back. I was, yeah, I was going to say definitely. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, Le'Veon Bell. I don't know. It took me a minute. I kind of thought about like not putting him on the list, but yeah, then I was stats like, are too good. But, but Lev, like, his stats Lev is are that amazing, guy. Right? Like yeah. Lev was the guy for yeah. us, especially for whenever years. we started like, to get older. Mm-hmm. We Two started time, to appreciate yeah. his work. Yeah. yeah. Two time All Pro. You got to put him on there. He played an All Pro level, and you saw like the impact he had when yep. he went down in yeah. 2014 in that Bengals game when we won the North. And then Ben Tate came in. Oh. Yeah. Then oh, we just yeah. signed all these guys off the street. Ben Tate. You saw in the Ravens. You saw the difference when mm-hmm. we played the Ravens. Then not having him in 2015, like we still won some games without him in the play. Yeah. I mean, just the Bengals game, but still. And then also, you know, even before um, Le'Veon Bell, like we had, who was even our running back? Like Rashad Mendenhall? 
Mendenhall, and then. And like, then I remember Jonathan the Dwyer was in there. Isaac Redman. Isaac, like Redman. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out EJ, Cameron. Um, yeah, so we we really were just trying to find a, a running back before we had Levy on. Mm-hmm. Are we doing the top ten now, all time? Yep, top ten all time. All right, so yeah, just I'll, yeah. I'll start off. So number do we one, we want to start with our ones like we did last time. We go one but, yeah. around and yeah, two. Yeah, just around. explain it a little more. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So number one, I have Jim Brown, three-time NFL MVP, the only running back in NFL history to average a hundred yards per game, and he's also an eight uh, eight-time All Pro. So I have him at one, undoubtedly. Uh, I went Barry Sanders at one. Uh, he'd have the best stats of all time, in my opinion, if he didn't play for Detroit. And even, like, playing for Detroit, he could have put up the best stats of all time if he didn't retire early. He averaged five yards a carry in, in his career behind that line to the line, which is kind of ridiculous, in my opinion. I have uh, I have Walter Payton at one, Super Bowl champ, MVP, Pro Bowler. I think it was nine-time. If I Yeah, nine-time Pro Bowler. Dude has an award named after himself. Yeah. I feel like that's that's pretty yeah. prestigious. Yep, without a doubt. Yeah, I go Walter Payton too. Exactly what he he just said. <laughs> pretty much. Uh, I was kind of debating on it because then at two I have Jim Brown. So yeah, I, I, was I, like, I had Jim Brown at two as well. It was either I was debating, but then I thought about it and I was like, I don't know. I think Walter Payton's like yeah. Walter Payton's the one. I have Walter Payton right at two. So. Yeah, I got Payton at two as well. I mean, sweetness, you know leading force of the Bears offense in the 80s. I mean, Jim McMahon wasn't mm-hmm. that good. And, yeah, I mean, I think he played for 10-plus years. I mean, he gave Jim McMahon a career, yeah. the Bears quarterback. So, yeah. And then at three, I have Barry Sanders. Like Anthony was saying before, if he didn't retire so early, he would have been leading in every stat because Barry mm-hmm. was just so talented. And those Lions teams were just so bad. Yeah. I think he got them really their only playoff win. Yeah. He was, or no, they didn't win. He took them to the playoffs twice, I want to say. Yeah. Something yeah. like that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Something like that. Something like that. But I have Barry at three. Uh, I got Jim Brown at four. Or no, three, excuse me. Uh, you know, I put OG Goat. You know, he's the running back of the 50s without a doubt. He's an absolute bruiser. I mean, he carried Cleveland to multiple championships in the 50s. I had Barry as well at three. Um, I had I have Emmett Smith. I don't know. I was kind of baiting on Barry and Emmett Smith, but you know now that you guys mentioned that you know Barry Sanders retired so young, yeah. and, I think he only you know, played, he like, Detroit he played like nine too. years, nine or yeah maybe ten, like yeah. nine or ten years. Which but he like, had at least like three more elite years. Yeah, like he could have probably he could have probably uh you know yeah he retired. Back. Let's see, I think he retired in ninety ninety eight. I yeah. think. It was, like, late 90s. Yeah. And then I had Barry at four. Fun fact, Charlie Batch actually handed the ball off to Barry Sanders back in the day really? when he was a Lions QB. Huh. Oh, yeah. Those were the days. I remember that. <laughs> All right, at my four, I have Emmitt Smith. I have Emmitt Smith yeah. in my four. That's my four as well. Emmitt Smith is my four as well. All-time. He's the all-time leading leader. Uh, the only reason he's on higher because he's a leading rusher is the Cowboys O-line, which yeah. deserves more credit. But, yeah, yeah, I mean, Emmitt Smith, elite running back, obviously. 100%. All right, what do you guys got at five? I got Adrian Peterson at five. That's what I got. Uh, I got the juice, O.J. Simpson. I first got, NFL player to rush for 2,000 in, one se- in a 14-game season. I got Eric Dickerson at five. I got my O.J. at six, though. Yeah, I got Eric Dick- Dickerson at six. I have Eric Dickerson at six as well. Uh, LaDainian Tomlinson at six for me. He had eight straight 1,000-yard seasons, and he broke the rushing touchdown record. Behind, nobody like great on the Chargers O-line. I have LT at my seven. LT is my seven as well. Where you guys are sleeping on my boy here, Tony Dorsett. 
Come on. I got him my honorable mentions. He's on, he's, what? He's nine for me. He's in my honorable wow. mentions as well. Uh, Pit legend. My seven is uh, Eric Dickerson. His rookie year, he had 1,800 yards, and he followed it up with uh, 2,000 yards rushing next year. Uh, the first eight full seasons he played, he just had elite stats. And 19 is, is 1984 season. That might be the best season ever for a running back. And then at eight, I have uh, Marshall Falk, the greatest show on turf offense. That offense yeah. was just insane. And I have Marshall Falk at eight. Same here. I have Marshall Lynch at eight. Oh, beast mode. I don't even have him on my list. It's a shame he didn't have one more uh, rushing touchdown in his career, if you get my drift. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. Uh, my eight's Adrian Peterson. I mean, speaking of rookie years, he took the league by storm in 07. Yeah. I mean, he had the – wasn't his rookie year he set the record for missed yards in a game? 296, I believe. That was his rookie year. I'm all too sure. Yeah. But I mean, he came out, record. and he was just an absolute – And he won like MVP animal. in 2012. Yeah. Um, My – we're on eight, right? Yeah, no. Oh, wait, no. I already said my eight. My nine is AJ Simpson. My nine, Jerome the Bus Bettis, baby. Oh, I got AP at I'm number nine. Uh, I got Tony Dorsett at nine. The first eight, uh, eight out of his first nine years in the league, he topped the century mark, thousand yards rushing. Number ten. Ten for me is Earl Campbell, one of the great the Steelers and Earl Campbell in the seventies. Those were some great matchups. Yeah. They shut him down and won AFC Championship. Yeah. He had like 17 carries for 15 yards or Donnie something Donnie Shell, insane. the torpedo. Yeah. I remember he had a nice hit on Earl Campbell. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, Earl Campbell's my 10. Yeah. Is, I mean, absolute bruiser at halfback. I, got, I mean, his legs were built like bodybuilders. Like. I got <laughs> Bo Jackson at 10. He's my honorable mention. I got uh, Danny and Tomlinson. So, yeah, for honorable is, mentions, yeah. I have Franco Harris, OJ Simpson, Tony Dorsett. I have a ton of honorable mentions. <laughs> I have Terrell Davis, Jerome Bettis, Bo Jackson, Gail Sayers, Curtis Martin, and Marshall Falk. I have uh, Franco Harris, Tony Dorsett, and this isn't really an honorable mention, but uh, Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson's <laughs> in my honorable uh, running back list. Wow. I need Hey, man. We need some more Raven slander. We love Lamar yeah. slander. We, we love, love Lamar yeah. slander. We love that. I didn't even make a, a list, a uh, honorable mention list. <laughs> It's probably just Terrell Davis, Marshall Falk. Yeah, Curtis I mean, Ma it's Curtis just Martin definitely, well. like, one of those, you know, those guys over there. Uh, um, next week we'll be doing – should we do edge rushers or receivers? We can do receivers. I think yeah. we, should, I, we should stick with the offense right yeah. now. Yeah. yeah. Stick with the offense. We could even do, like, a best O-line. Best O-line groups maybe, like yeah. Dallas in the 90s, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The pay, yeah. the hogs for Washington. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Ooh. John Riggins running behind him. What you know about that? Yeah. Yeah, so um, we're just looking, uh, you know, we're just getting the show started here, so we're just trying to, you know, get more topics. We're going to be having some guests coming on soon. Phone lines as well. Uh, phones as well, you know, we're probably going to try to straighten that out somehow. Um, you know, we're really looking forward to it. Glad you guys liked the first podcast. Um, so thank you so much for listening and joining us on this episode of the Steeler Fan 7 podcast. You can follow the page on Instagram at Steeler Fan 7 to get Steeler updates and more. Um, I'm Ben Tenuta. John Mayer. Anthony Storch. Joey Bova. Thank you guys so much. Have a good one.